0: So this episode's gonna be all about emotion dj uh all about emotion i
1: think i can do that <laughs> i think that, that we <laughs> you're can almost crying right now i'm crying laugh so i just read a very funny headline uh and i read i said it to you you laughed why aren't you crying uh, i thought it was funny but
0: it's not it hasn't brought me to the verge of tears
1: are you? Do you ever laugh so hard you cry? Oh yeah, for sure. It I, happens all the time. Like I would say, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of my <laughs> cries are laughter related. Yeah, that's so probably that's, not, a little, that's probably not true. You That's cry a yourself to sleep into, every night. So real talk. That's peek into my emotions. I've never been a crier, mm, which is that's surprising. You're a little bitch. I know. I <laughs> by the
0: way, little bitch. Uh, has caught on very fast yes so i've had people suggesting rousing success i've had people suggest suggesting like candidates for little bitch of the week like every day since we deb- debuted.
1: yes it. and we've gotten emails uh, about it um really i did not see I, that. my friends have given a lot of suggestions uh i was actually my friend scott who is a listener of the podcast and uh does his, not like me his full-time job is complaining about you um he named me the little bitch of the summer the other night. Wow. I forget why, but I thought it was hilarious, and I totally agreed. I was like, "I'll take that." So, well, um, yeah, you know my feelings on Scott. That guy can eat a dick because he's a little bitch, right? I actually uh, so I was with Scott last night. I was uh, we were doing a fantasy football auction, and you texted me at like ten thirty five with like a well damn and then like there was like the bubble for a second and i was like so i texted you in all caps i was like no no i I haven't watched the night of yet and he was his thing against you was that you spoil things too quickly yeah and i was like if pete spoiled the night of within a minute i'd be like all right fine scott you're you're right but i was i was seriously in airplane mode once after I i texted you back um my sister texted me something. I think Patrick, uh, Patrick O'Connor, who's on this episode, texted me. And I just sent texts, like, real quick texts to everyone, like, Hey, don't talk to me. Going in airplane mode. Peace. Do
0: they, do they have, uh, like, auto replies for texts? Like, you know how, like for emails if you're for, out like, of office? What,
1: I don't think so, but they should. They and should. I remember thinking that because I don't think any shit was going to go down at, like, one in the morning that I would need to respond to. But I was off the fucking grid. I was dark.
0: So, yeah, we have, uh, we have Patrick O'Connor on to talk the United finale yes. today. Uh, but we also have, so that's that was one of the emotions, a lot of emotions surrounding that finale. Yes. Uh, and we'll get to those. But second emotion reference, emotion side B from Carly yes. Rae Jepsen.
1: Uh, which I texted you on Saturday in all caps, Carly, don't hurt him now. <laughs> yeah, and I like, you had no mother. fucking clue what I was talking about. Um, I had I'd heard that Carly Rae Jepsen was coming out with something, uh, and it's just the leftovers from, uh, the quote unquote sessions for, uh, emotion, if you can call it that anymore, because I think that people just record songs whenever they feel like it now, they don't really go into the studio like, okay, let's record these songs. Right. So, um, she released, um, eight songs that didn't make the cut for emotion and, I think it speaks to how uh for lack of a better term uh basic not uh, like meaning like basic white music uh it speaks to how basic the emotion album was that you could argue that any of these 8 songs could have sh- made it could have made it right. were better than um were better than the emotion album I mean honestly I think pound for pound, there's actually is a pretty good argument that Emotion Side B is better than Emotion itself. Just nope. because there's only... Nope. There are, there are a few forgettable songs on Emotion. There are. There's only one particularly ridiculous song on Emotion Side B, Shouts Store. Uh, store. You guys it? got us in the song Store. So it is literally about going, going to, to the, the store. store
0: the chorus or the is it the chorus the chorus is, i'm
1: just going to the the stuff. yeah
0: i'm just going to the store to the store right which is the chorus so uh shout out to carly ray jepson for making a song that is outrageously dumb even for her right because it, like i i love carly ray jepson love her music but like her music is dumb it's dumb it's yeah. very dumb
1: it's dumb flirty like right. boppy shit which, which
0: is like if that's who she is Awesome, right? She makes bangers for for doing that. So right. uh, that song is
1: just—I would never
0: play that song for anybody.
1: <laughs> I think uh, I read somewhere that it's basically a real life version of. Oh, you didn't watch How I Met Your Mother? Nope. Uh, so one of the main characters, Robin, uh, turns out back when she was a kid in Canada, was a teen star, and her single was "Let's Go to the Mall," and nice. the song was just literally like. Come on, guys. Let's go to let's the Let's go to the mall. <laughs> let's go to and, the store. And I'm just going to the store to the store is basically um, let's go to the mall, uh, which sucks because that song was it, it kind of bangs, but got to change up the lyrics just a little bit.
0: You have to make sure that nobody is around when you're listening to that song, because uh,
1: I would say like I, I understand your point that even for her, it's excessive, but I feel like I feel like most Carly Rae Jepsen shit all falls under the same umbrella. Like you could put on um I really like you and people would roll their eyes the right. same way yeah. like uh <clears throat> they would if they heard uh, if they heard "Store." but it I, doesn't I, bring it as hard as I really like you though. Right. Um so, so Emotion side B pretty rad. Uh the lead-off track um what is it? Uh First Time. Yeah. And then the next one higher. Both of those definitely, definitely should have been on um, the actual emotion release. Which, here's if you want to go over to not the game, I did a redrafting. Right. Uh, people do the like, let's look back at like the nineteen ninety seven like NFL draft and repick what it should be. Uh, so I did that with emotion and basically got rid of a lot of songs off the original one because.
0: Uh, uh, so here's my question. Do you think that all of those songs were originally intended for emotion, the original one, or do you think that it, since it was such a rousing success, that she went back and recorded some songs to put out a side B and double down on on the success of emotion?
1: Well, the reason it is not that is because emotion was not a success. Really, emotion was emotion did not do well. It really? only had one top forty song. Um, critics liked it I think that that everyone gave it high marks but it didn't sell well um, like I said I Really Like You was the only top 40 song and I think it was like I could be wrong, I think it was like it peaked at 39, wow. 36, something like that so emotion was uh, I don't want to say is, polarizing but
0: how is Runaway run With Me not like a, an absolute like top 40 jam
1: I know, I liked that song um, that song is awesome I thought the best song of, the, of all of them, and I'm talking like the entire 20 that she's released, um, and even if you include the three that are on like the deluxe edition, um, I thought the best song was All That.
0: The yeah. Slow Jam with, oh, uh,
1: with Dev Hines. Yeah. That is. Gimme
0: Love was really good as well. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, Your type. Let's Get Lost.
1: Let's get lost is good. Let's yeah. get lost is basically um, "Ain't It Fun" by Paramore, but it's like, whatever. That <laughs> that that Paramore song is really good. Um, yeah, I uh, we argued a bit on Boy Problems, but yeah. I thought that Boy Problems was such a that was pro-
0: that was maybe my least favorite of uh, of the first emotion. So.
1: That was like the. M- the sugariest song ever. Yeah. And I just, I love that shit. <laughs> um, I think that the reason Carly Rae Jepsen, by the way, that's just dawning on me now, everyone's doing sort of like this retro pop thing and going for sort of an 80s sound. And Ariel, I don't think I know how to say his name, Rekshide, um, who was a producer on this album and has produced, like he produced Heim, Heim's album. Uh, he's produced a lot of like sort of 80s-ish sounding stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she was clearly going for this uh, increasingly popular 80s sound. But um, you know, in Tropic Thunder, when he says like, "Don't go full retard," yeah, I think that Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, (laughs) regarding 80s music, goes full retard. She she like, she like fucking goes for it, man. She's like, I want to do exact like, oh, like I like this Whitney Houston song. I'm gonna do that, and they're like, oh, cool, you want to do a song like that? And she's like, no, no I want to do. That I'm gonna song. do exactly that. It's like, oh, but everyone's already heard that song. I'm gonna do that fucking song with or without you, motherfucker. So uh, I wasn't calling her the R word there, by the <laughs> way. I was
0: just <laughs> uh, it's I very think, early. I think that uh, for somebody who like I feel like Carly Rae Jepsen gets. An unfair, like, stigma attached to Call Me Maybe. Like, people act like that's like the only thing that she's ever done, and she's done a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and it's just like I feel like a lot of people only recognize her for that, and I think she's she like has become more than that. Like, I'm not saying she's like a great artist, but like, yeah, she is almost
1: as good as any basic pop star i love that you said that um because i i wrote that in the uh redrafting thing the lack of success for emotion was so fucking unfair and i was i was a bit more reserved in my praise of emotion like i wasn't i was
0: i would tell people i was like emotion was one of the best pop albums from last year and they'd be like collie ray jepson really right it's like that's the response that 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 comment gets
1: but here's the every thing every time 1989 won Album of the Year. Uh Emotion wasn't nominated wasn't for anything. nominated, And they were like a very not similar There is that albums. big a fucking gap right.
0: between the two. They were like, very similar. And like 1989 was probably my favorite album from the year that it came out. Yeah. But Carly Rae Jepsen's was fucking almost toe to toe with it. Right. It was just like Taylor Swift had smarter... Had smarter writing, right, and it, like the songs were a little bit better, and like they had more range. But
1: exactly, Taylor's uh, 1989 was a lot more adult, like right, these... yeah.
0: So like, so emotion was like the teenage version, and then right,
1: and then 1989 was like post college. But I think it's, I think it's kind of silly. And again, maybe speaking to what you just said, maybe she just needs some uh, more ambitious songs, but. I think it's crazy that, like Taylor Swift's not a particularly good singer. Um, she's, uh, she's a cool person who works with awesome people and makes bangers. Carly Ray Jepsen is not a particularly great singer. Uh, she doesn't package she works,
0: herself as well. as right. Taylor Swift.:
1: Yeah, that's true, but I, I guess my thing is, if Taylor Swift is the biggest star on the planet, then why Carly, Carly Ray Jepsen, Jepsen should at least like, be a like legitimate superstar.: right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, a lot of people don't like Carly Rae Jepsen's voice. I love it. Again, it's not. It's she's not reinventing the wheel. She's trying to be really flirty sounding, despite probably being in her thirties at this point. She, no, oh, she definitely is in her thirties. Like when Call Me Maybe came out, she was like twenty eight or something. I remember that because it was like. Yeah. It was like, this ma'am, girl,
0: this, this <laughs> girl is like, this, this song should be a song that's made by like a 19 year old and right. she's 28. Or so something.
1: if she's in her thirties now, then store becomes an even worse look. She is
0: age 30 and she will be 31 this year.
1: So a 30 year old woman singing about just, <laughs> let's go to the store, go to the store, brah, find me at the store. Um, so what do you think she's buying at the store. She's probably buying
0: like Metamucil.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, yeah. So When she says the store, I think CVS or something. Right, yeah. Um, But if you're 30, you should be smart enough to know that CVS blows now. Have I done a CVS take on this yet? No, CVS is pretty terrible. CVS got so... uh, I got a little inside info because I tweeted about it one time. Uh, CVS never has anybody at the front desk anymore. Uh, or at the checkout. They all they're all self
0: checkouts pretty much. And they
1: just have, oh worked. no, they got rid of the self checkouts. Really? Yes, not like within the, the, one... the past like six months. Oh, not the, at the one that I go to. The the Waltham one yeah. still has yeah. it. Yeah. And that's like, if I ever need to go to CVS, I think there's one right around the corner for me. I'm like, should I drive to Waltham so I don't have to deal with this bullshit? <laughs> um, so they've gotten rid of the self checkout. They've had, they have like two people in the entire store working. Gosh. And, it just makes for long ass fucking lines. They've got a million fucking uh checkout stations or whatever, but one person at checkout and it's fucking miserable. So, uh shouts to C V S, you suck. Shouts to C V S, suck a D. Carly, you're thirty, should know better than that. Fucking Go somewhere grow else. <laughs> <laughs> grow uh, the fuck up, Carly. Stop going to C V S. Uh
0: yeah, so we have uh, we have Patrick O'Connor, we're gonna talk the night of. Uh it's a lot of night of talk and uh there are spoilers. So No, oh, there's
1: heavy spoilers. And at one point Patrick worries, "Oh, I, this might be a spoiler." And it's we like, dog him. Yeah, right. Like f- don't be a little bitch. Patrick, grow up, Patrick. <laughs> this is we fucking spoil shit with
0: Reckless Abandon on the show, so.
1: Yeah. For those who don't know Patrick, um, he writes uh for Not the Game and he's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, I forget what his handle is, but look him up. He's a funny dude. He's a really fucking smart dude and he knows TV as well as anyone I've ever met. Yeah, um, he
0: is uh, very good and a very good writer and a very good analysis of popular right. TV. He's
1: uh, and he's great at uh, you know what that guy's from. Right. Yes. Which he is. is you need that <laughs> guy. You'll fi- find
0: that out right pretty soon. Uh, his ha- his handles uh, Patrick O'Connor by the way. Nice, so. real original. Patrick. Oh, it's actually Patrick underscore O'Connor. Okay
1: cool so uh yeah this is just gonna be a shitload of the night of we also do a little bit of vice principles because we always like to i think the night of is always our meal and vice principles is a little dessert
0: now we're gonna have to like now our monday episodes from now on are gonna be what the fuck are we gonna talk about
1: maybe we'll be able to record not at 6 a.m on monday (laughs) morning though that'll be fun
0: that'll be uh that'll be a bonus uh so yeah we'll be back uh we'll be back um after Patrick. we'll be back uh on friday and we'll have a little bitch of the week. We'll have uh, reviews. We'll have whatever else. But for now, here's some fucking awesome The Night Of talk.
1: Okay, we all wanted a lot of shit. Going into the night of finale, just real quick question to both you guys: Were we correct about what we were we wrong about what we wanted? Like, were our standards met?
2: That is, that's a great question.
1: Yeah, go for it, Patrick.
2: Um, I I'm still kind of wrestling with it, honestly, because I made at the outset of the show. You know, when I started kind of like recapping it and 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 talking to people about it, like I had a bunch of things in my head that I was like, these are deal breakers for me. Like, this is going to turn this show into, like, you know, a piece of shit if this happens. And one of them was if they reveal the killer at, like, the last minute. Because that's, like, that's a real SVU type of move, which is fine. But, like, you know, I mean, this isn't daytime, a daytime block on a sick day watching USA. You know, I want something a little more from HBO. But even the way they did it last night, I was like, oh, man, what a genius move. It just... The execution, I think, was really, really, really high level. So even forgiving some of those super tropey moves that are inherent in like cop or legal dramas, it uh, it was it was pretty dope. I thought like it, it really kind of unfolded the way it was supposed to, and uh, even though it was kind of, I don't know, I didn't really love the move. I loved the uh, the mechanics of it. I thought that
0: it was. Uh, I thought that the way that they did it was like kind of smart. Like they they found. Uh, a piece of evidence that they had overlooked, and then from there it unfolded. But I agree that I hate the fact that they revealed like the, the who, who presumably was the killer in the final episode in like the last forty five minutes when well, right. we've had eight hours to right. to unpack that.
1: Yeah, for yeah. me, for me, the one thing was I could have used with uh, I could have used one less smoking gun with Ray. Like, if, if they had not had the, him on, like, the 3 a.m. thing, I mean, Box pretty much had him dead to rights when he was sitting with him at the bar. You're like, right. okay, so this is the guy who did it. Yeah. But I, it's, it's weird because I thought all along it wasn't going to be satisfying unless we knew for sure Nas did it or Nas didn't do it. And if he didn't do it, I didn't really care who else did it, but the fact that... They revealed that it's pretty much 100% this other dude. Like, I, I liked the idea of going into it um, after the first episode thinking, did he kill this woman? Probably not, but w- but who knows? Like, they could have left out one detail with Ray, and you could have come out of the series feeling, yeah, he probably didn't do it, but feeling way, way, way better about it. Right. I
0: think that, so I'm grateful that. It wasn't somebody who we hadn't met before. Like that would have been the ultimate like fuck you to everybody watching, just being like, here's this new character, and it was probably this person. Right. Um, but I, I so are we a hundred percent sure that that Nas didn't do it and that it was Ray? Like that's no, definitely that's not I,
1: and that's what I like about it.
0: Right. Yeah. And so
1: I But I think the 3 AM po- thing
0: there's still a possibility that it was Dwayne Reed, I think. <laughs>
2: there's no eyes on that cat myself. That shifty little bastard was, he, he was, every was there the whole time.
1: That fucking cat, man. Uh, <laughs> so you had like, he checks on the cat throughout the whole series because like everybody, uh, you were following that fucker hard. And uh, your takeaway was that the cat meant everything.
2: <laughs> yeah. Essentially the cat was pretty, I mean, it was the thing. About the, so you guys have seen the departed probably a thousand times, right? Yes. So, at the end, like spoiler alert for the departed uh brunch Fuck listeners. that.
1: No, we spoil hard.
2: <laughs> Jump so in. So at the end, after after Matt Damon gets got by Dorchester's own Marky Mark, he like we see like, like Matt Damon's body line there, blood pooling, and it pans up. We see the state house, the dome of the state house gleaming in the uh, in Beacon Hill sunshine, and then a rat scurries across the windowsill. So I always thought that meant like, oh, they're saying like there's a rat in the Capitol or there's a rat in the statehouse. But in doing some AP English style digging, I learned that's like an old like Shakespeare thing where it's like after something super intense, they would do something goofy like uh, uh, like that, like have a rat run across the stage to kind of break the tension. So that type of device, I think, is is kind of interesting. It flipped on its head here. Like it shows that uh, the the cat has just played that kind of role throughout the, the whole series where it's like – the cat isn't just a cat. It means something else. And, and my whole thought, again, AP style English, was that this, the cat is like represents the truth of what's happening and how it's always circling John Stone. It just depends on if he's going to pay attention to it or accept it or chase it or whatever. So at the end, watching the cat run across the end was like the only way to really kind of end on somewhat of a happy ending. Because even though Nas isn't in jail, he is now addicted to freebasing heroin, right. which is right. its True. own type of prison and also sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean he's like a fucked up man at the end of that. Oh, yeah, also, sure. yeah. uh, like line of the night, and I'm going to misremember it and exaggerate it is when he's like, "You think I killed her mom?" And she's like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, right, mom!" And he slams the door <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> Whatever, I'm out of here. Right? Ex- yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, just all of all of Nas after he got out was so sad because there yeah. was. He he was uh now he has a neck it neck right. tattoo and he's right. not in now he's not in prison right a career limiting ink yeah. session. right not going to get that night job back <laughs> I kind of want to, when he was like this young man with a night job to pay for uh, his school I'm like oh what does he do right he of <laughs> a little job um uh I will say that
0: I was not satisfied to oh wow to answer your original question I really
1: was and that's why wow. that's why my question was. Did we like were our expectations wrong? Because he didn't meet what my expectations were. It was I was like, Come on, daddy, tell me Naz killed that girl. Right. And they were like, he probably didn't. And uh also he doesn't get killed, which we can loop back to because after the second he got off, I was like, There's twenty minutes left. He's definitely getting killed. Right,
0: right. Uh so I think that you might be onto something where, you know, like I always said I've been saying for weeks that the only thing I care about is finding out whether or not he did it, like for sure. And that the fact that we didn't find that out hasn't bothered me as much as the way things turned out. Like I thought that the way things turned out was way too ideal for almost everybody involved for the way that this series has kind of been going the entire time.
1: I don't even know if it was ideal for Nas though, because as uh, he doesn't get life in prison or get killed, so that's like the best case scenario for Nas. Those are two pretty great things to to happen to you, that situation. Yeah. But I mean, he, he's he's miserable when he gets out, and but it's a
0: it's I mean, it's the best case scenario. Plus, if harrowing. you if you want to make the argument that he would have been happier in prison, t- sure, but like in terms of the what he was going for, he was going for to get out of prison. Yeah. So I think that also like, going for
1: that Chandra puss right you <laughs> didn't get that uh
0: yeah i just i thought that it was uh i thought that it was unrealistic that that the jury would be split 6-6 six, six in a case yeah. like that uh
1: i guess i don't watch enough uh i watched a lot of the practice growing up but i'm not totally surprised that they would be split after that i mean stone's closing arguments were like fucking, he says don't give him the Gettysburg address in the opening uh, arguments. Yeah, His closing arguments were, like, fucking money.
2: Yeah, man. He went in there and dropped some heat like Matthew McConaughey in A Time to Kill. (laughs) Shout out to the early 90s. But he was just, like, where he just completely spun the jury around, and I was, I don't know, I think opening with, like, self-deprecating stuff about you normally wouldn't even see a person like me, and we're just looking at the back of his scratched up neck, Yeah, Ugh. and then spin around, and he's like, he just looks like his face is falling off. That was, I don't know, man, hand that man the Emmy, I think. I, yeah. don't, I don't know who else is going to go after it now.
1: I think the psoriasis or whatever, do they say eczema? what it's, just eczema?
2: I think it's eczema uh, or psoriasis. Yeah. Either way, it's a, it's a stress-induced skin
1: ailment. I think it was so fucking powerful in the finale. And I was, like, glad because I was, like, everyone has fucking complained about it and written think pieces about it. And honestly, it's such a small fucking part of the show. Like, there are a million details uh, in this show, and everyone got fucking their their panties in a bunch over the fact that this guy had a skin condition. And it was so important in the end. Not only just his, like, panic attack and having to go to the hospital, but after... Combining every remedy that he like had through the entire series dude when he did the spoonful of dry (laughs) straight in his mouth it
0: was fucking growing like a half a bottle of bleach into
1: the bathtub
2: plus how are you gonna walk back into that psoriasis support group after strutting around like the cock walk wearing shoes a couple weeks ago
1: he was doing the was as chris rock says like the the guy with the little dick doing the big dick walk he was that guy he was, he thought he was the fucking man and then he was disgusting. But I mean, just to be able to go back to him on the subway scratching his, his feet next to the, the clean picture of him and everything. Yeah. Um, I thought it was awesome. Uh, th- the whole time, for some reason, with Stone, I was like, was it important that we saw his relationship with his son? Because really. they really kind of dropped it. Um, if the anything, the last thing we saw
0: from him was just like him trying to give the cat away.
1: Yeah. Right. And like none of that was important. Uh, I think it was slightly important because he was so fucking jaded, uh, as they showed again when he took the call and he's just like drinking his beer and he's like, "Don't say anything. I'll be down there in a little while." Says right. the same shit he always says, but he was like, "Nas fucking meant something to him. Like Nas getting off was super super important to him. So that was like." In a way he was like estranged from his son and Nas was kind of the young man in his life who he could do something for and then at the end just goes back to him sitting by himself. Do you think he's
2: gonna you think he's gonna add that bullet point of get accused for murder and like I'll I'll save you on his little checklist of of crimes on his subway poster?
1: I think he has to know that this is like a one done
0: thing for him. He He can't I think I mean I think that was kind of the point of that final scene where he was drinking the beer. Yeah. It was like he Went back to the exact same lawyer that he was at the
1: beginning, right? What do they say? Like the the sixty like billing sixty k worth of pleas, right? In yeah. New York, probably um, not a great yeah. life.
0: Yeah, my question
1: is: anybody better
0: off in at the conclusion of the series than they were at the beginning?
2: Uh, Absolutely not. I think, right. I, think, I, don't think- I think pretty much everybody is. It's just they're worse, and I think that's kind of. I just was. um, kind of jot some some stuff down about that where it's like like AMC's The Killing was another really like you know a, a really aesthetically pleasing show about a murder uh and when you promise in the very beginning like if the if the question of the series like in in that case on the poster who killed Andrea Cornish or who killed this person? If you don't wrap that thing up in the, in the first season like, and chip away at it every single week, your show is going to get like spit-roasted by everybody. And that's what happened with that show. I think asking, like, what like, this, even like, the, the title, The Night Of, begs the question, well, okay, what happened The Night Of? And I think the show is really more about the fallout of a tragic event. And even though we didn't really – we already knew she was dead. And I think like the question that kept popping up throughout when we see Nas like unraveling in prison and kind of like questioning, is this his true character? Is he better off being locked up or do we want to release a person like this back into the wild? Um, The question became kind of more important about like what happens next to everyone sucked into his orbit. And every single person, even though the desired result was obviously like let's get this guy out of jail from the prosecution, or, I mean, from the from the defense to his family, to everybody, let's get him out of jail. I mean, is anyone really better off? I mean, I think even if he wound up going to prison for life, his parents were still going to get swastikas spray-painted on their house, which sucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think, like, the only person that you can make a case for is maybe Stone. Yeah, maybe. He's probably happier at the end of that than he was at the beginning.
1: But he probably has, like, when he was sitting there uh, watching TV – that was kind of his the graduate moment though. Like he'd done the big thing in the yeah. beginning when he gets the case and he's like bragging to his ex wife, presumably his ex wife, right. and uh, the uh, the judge is like, "Oh, like how'd you get this one?" and yeah, Everything, right. and they're also I, they're all like, like, "Good for you." This was his yeah. big fucking moment, and now he comes, knows, he knows that he peaked. It, right, it goes as well as it Mm-mm, could have, right. and what does he have for it? He's drinking beer by himself. He's sitting on the fucking subway, scratching his eczema-ridden feet. Back Um, to
2: chopsticks. You're right.
1: uh, Poor fucking guy. uh, One of the scenes that
0: I really liked in the finale was uh, Chandra and her boss... When her boss is like giving their like, it's fine. She's such a dick. It's it's like, it's fine. It's whatever. Like, I understand whatever. And then just like the last line was, and pack your fucking desk. And she leaves.
1: That was awesome.
2: Shout out to the mom from What About Bob?
1: I was going to say shout out to uh, Sergeant Bilko's uh, fiance. I don't think they ever end up tying the knot because if memory serves, Sergeant Bilko does some sort of wacky thing and he misses that wedding altogether. So...
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was I think every single every character or every person they cast in the show was awesome. And you know, to jump back a little bit when we're talking about Raymond Halley, right? That dude like has been in a bunch of stuff. I mean, he was in Road Trip. Right. He was Joey Tribbiani's nephew in NBC's Joey. <laughs> he was on some USA show, at Royal Pains for like the whole run of that series. And usually the rule of thumb, and we fell for it in this one too, is like if you recognize an actor from something, chances are they have way more to do with it than the level of their – the role in their show. So he was in like two or three episodes was the guy that played Ray. I think his name is Paolo. But regardless, that dude, he was in that show for a really short period of time and I just dismissed him as like, well, I mean, I guess like it's HBO and you want to get that on your resume any way you can. Like I looked right past it. I was pretty sure it was going to wind up being – the the stepdad because he too I mean he's a guy, he's, he's a one of those like, every guy actors that you right. see all over the place
1: right and I mean just straight up he was creepier um, yeah. the the road trip guy or uh, Ray was kind of charming he's like yeah. making jokes when Stone goes in there and, and he
0: was super cooperative which turns or, out right. makes sense because he was trying to pin it on the stepfather rather than himself right so um, that that was kind of over I think we overlooked him because he was so so cooperative,
1: right? Yeah, and it's funny how like once there's that shadow of a doubt, how uh, just a skinny white dude goes from like, oh, he seems like he's just doing his job, to like, fuck, that guy's creepy as shit. Yeah. Like right. when they just when they showed him walking, uh, when uh, who who was waiting for him in a car? I was at box, box. Uh, when he was when he's yeah. just like walking on the street. I was like, oh, that fucking perv ball that guy did, did it. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> even though everybody's even the,
0: like talking about dwayne reed for like six weeks right just because it's like a black dude on the street right who didn't right. say anything right. yeah uh,
1: i actually thought his testimony was really good when dwayne uh, reed yeah, yeah like everything uh, they asked him uh, he was like that's what they say yep that's what they <laughs> say uh, uh right. i so i
0: uh i think that that uh Dwayne Reed, like the the moment where they where they talked about Dwayne Reed and how he just like stood there and stared at the door. Yeah, I forgot that that happened where he like didn't say anything and he was just like staring at them as they walked in. Yeah, and then they were when they brought up brought up that he he had like killed everybody or assaulted everybody with the kitchen knife in their house. Yeah, I was like, how did this guy like not get more play like on in being investigated? They Box only investigated in. one person. Box was mailing
1: right. it in. Right, he thought he had an open and shut case he told everybody he told weiss he told everyone who asked him about it like this is the most open and shut case i've had in so long that's
0: kind of why i have a problem with like him getting back on the job at the end of going back to to prosecute the other guy presumably right uh, ray it's like this dude just royally fucked up this huge high profile case with a complete lack of judgment and lack of like doing his job and carrying out professionalism his job. Right. he
1: took the he took evidence out, out of the crime scene right he
0: he fucked up from the very beginning to the very
1: end pretty much so then that brings me to this question uh is box a satisfying hero because my answer to that is yes for sure i thought i think it's great that he's the guy that saved the day i i mean
0: i i, I do think that like his head was in the right place but it wasn't until the very, very end, yeah. he was so convinced that Nas did it, and he put no effort into looking at other options. Like nothing, nothing came up at the end that wasn't wasn't there at the beginning. Right. It's which, just his lack of effort to find it.
1: Right. Which is, I think you wrote that in your first recap, Patrick. Like yeah. we have to deal with the fact that we've most likely seen everything we're gonna see, and really the the only thing was the footage of uh Ray at three a m like right. on her street or something, but still like guys are gonna be we had to assume that there was somebody walking up and down her street at three a m right and, and you and you you're telling me that they didn't run
0: her her cell phone listings or calls like
1: immediately there were a right. few yeah i mean that's uh between that and Weiss choosing, fuck it. I've have come this far. I'm gonna bury this kid. Like right, I, right. I don't know about you. I was cringing during her closing arguments. Right? Like, how the you, fuck can you? How do like, you live with yourself? You were just told that he didn't do it, and she's like, you know what? I'm kind of pitching a perfect game here, so yeah. I'm gonna fucking bury this kid.
2: Here's here's what I thought. Like when I was watching it. So he so box. Right, so he goes back and starts looking at all this stuff. And when he's looking at the original um, surveillance footage of her walking down the sidewalk and basically just hits like the 10 second back button right. and sees that she's looking over her shoulder and that's why she jumps into the cab. Like, so that was like a huge cringe moment for me. Like, I'm like, oh shit, we literally, we've seen this from the entire point, the entire time, and never thought yeah. to think, like, what was happening before she got into the cab for her. And then – so when she, when that gets presented to Weiss and she kind of gets that look in her eye like we've got more evidence on the kid, which throws back to when Box was on the stand and said, I'll take a mountain of evidence right. over a confession any day. And then – so that's all in her head I think when she is wrapping up her, her case. And after he walks out of the courtroom, you see her stumble a little bit and she holds the knife. She's looking right at Stone and then kind of like mutters her, OK – that's 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 all I got to the jury and then looks at John and to me that look said like all right John like I'm giving you the lane don't fuck up this layup like almost like like she couldn't throw the case immediately like like by questioning the jury being like I don't know maybe he didn't do it like right. she couldn't do that blatantly but she left the door open a crack for John to sneak in and and he got up there and delivered his speech like he was fucking Ben Franklin
1: yeah uh I thought that Weiss uh so everyone hated Weiss. Like that 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 seem it seems that she yeah. was the one character that everyone was like the show's great, it's so well acted, but fuck that lady. And I yeah. honestly think it's just because A she's the bad guy, quote unquote. Right. There's so many bad guys and B because she like people complained about uh John Stone's feet. If John Stone were kind of the bad guy, people would have had a way bigger issue with it, so because she's the bad guy and a bit of a marble mouth, everyone's like, she sucks, but I all things considered, great. like, her court scenes were awesome. Right. So, <laughs> shit with Dr. Katz was right. the yeah. best. Uh, her, uh... Even uh, her, her doing the Nas, the, Nas this uh, week was, right. was really yeah. good.
2: Her quote in the Quran, like, brought Nas to tears. I was like, is Nas gonna go to jail because he's gonna sucker punch this woman, like, in the middle of court?
1: <laughs>
0: right. Well, she, right. Like, well, she, she made, made Chandra cry. Action. Right. She made Chandra cry on the defense bench. Yeah. That was that wasn't a good look. We well, yeah, I was thinking,
2: so when we she did even that... even talked about Chandra. Yeah, right? I know. Just delivering that like, you know, just drug from promising litigator to drug mule after one kiss, man. How could it, the real question of the oh. night oh. up. What is you how the could taste could it of of that bad boy not... shit with Nas, Zero.
1: man? You N- Nas Nas can get a girl twisted. Kiss the death, man. Right. He was once you get a, a little taste of prison, Nas, you're you'll do anything. You become crazy. She threw it. you her Got tray. that Kobe tattoo on your neck, right? Um, I was gonna ask. Was there any particular thing that was there any like, oh, fucking come on moment? Uh, for me, obviously, it was the the drugs with Chandra, but also I kind of couldn't believe it when Nas said, "I don't know" on the
0: stand. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little... It's like, come on, dude. You're on trial for murder. Right. Just say just say no. I didn't right. kill her. I right.
1: was... Uh, like, that I know it in my heart line, that was a banger. Right. That was great. Yeah. Right. Like, loop back to that dude. I was taking notes as I was watching it, and uh, when he said, I don't know, I was like, has he kind of reached a Walter White status where we honestly can't trust whether he's sincere or not? Um, obviously right. he wasn't the monster that Walter White was but I mean we saw him go to prison uh become the dude who stares that fucking kid who died, who testified against him down and I was like when he's saying this I'm like is is he trying to go back to prison Right I, 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 I in that moment I didn't rule it out I didn't rule it out when he was like when he was
0: when he was being out processed for to to leave prison I yeah. thought that he was going to fucking like stab a guard or something like yeah. i thought that he was
1: gonna pull uh, in. pull all Liz lemon she gets uh suspended for sexual harassment and learns that like not going to work every day is fun mm-hmm. so when they're reinstating her he's like do you have any questions and she's like yeah why don't you drop those pants and let me see some of that goodness or something <laughs> <laughs> so she can get suspended again um i was fucking holding my like my heart was pounding and i was watching it super late um my heart was pounding when he was getting out processed. Yeah, I was yeah like some shit is going to happen here. Yeah. yeah, nothing did.
2: Well, like yo, so HBO has been doing this lately. They did so. At, you guys, are Game of Thrones, guys, right? Yeah.
1: Not, not even I, man. I, I can't, not even. I can't, I can't. I can't live that life. All right,
2: throw this on pause for a second, DJ. Throw like take your headphones out. Me and Pete have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. So with um at the like they – you know how they do like the previously on yeah. So in. Game of Thrones at the end of last season, they do a throw, they, they flash to Benjen Stark and they're like they, – he has not been seen on the show in like five years at this point. Yeah. And they flash him on the previously on piece. Yeah. So that – and then that links right to the end of the episode when they're like, oh shit, Jon, your uncle's outside. And that's how they get him out uh, before the shit goes down on Game of Thrones end of season five. Right? So they did the same thing in this where like they the, on previously on, they end with Freddie coming up and hitting that like the big pen razor blade combo on Victor. And the, the previously on ends with him bleeding out on the floor. So I was almost for sure like Nas is going to get he's going to get innocent. He's going to pack his shit and he's going to get got as he's like walking out. I was positive. So, I'm right with you, DJ. You can put your headphones back in.
1: Yeah, I, I just, just did good timing. I was timing. like, he's done.
2: I was uh, like, there's no way he makes it out. I was like, someone's waiting for him in the elevator.
1: Right. Yeah. When the elevator doors were closing, I was like, fucking show me the inside, man. <laughs> like, don't yeah. do one of those. Open it up. And, and he like the departed. Everybody's dead inside. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, fuck, yeah. Uh, and the, the fact that Freddie didn't talk to him, the fact that Freddie saw a DVD... Right. I don't think oh, the DVD shit. was of the kiss. Yeah, um,
2: yeah.
1: I, I thought it was going to be the pills. It was the, the, yeah, the, the pills. Maybe, like they—they're saying just so you know, Freddie, Nas is doing his own thing. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So Which, you
0: don't think that it was—it was the kiss.
1: I think it was the pills. I okay. think that because Freddie, as you saw with the cell phone dude, is not okay with anybody having side hustles. Right. Like right. that's got to go through Freddie. It's got to be regulated through him. As you saw when Nas was going out and uh, courting the fresh meat, right? Everything goes through through, through Freddie. They don't. They don't really care. What I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's that might be correct. Yeah, and I mean Freddie. When Freddie also said uh, like, "What what kind of cold man do you take me for?" I was like, "Fuck, we're about to find out." <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, "There's no way he sets him up." Like, uh, you know, it's. I was. There's no way he goes through this soliloquy to like not stick a knife right in the side of his neck or something yeah and it's so crazy that like the two people that believe in him the entire time like bar none are stone like even though he's wavering back and forth he's like no you ha-, he's like has to believe that justice will be served and the only other person that believes that is Freddie the king of queens slash the king of Riker's Island but he's like everyone in here says they're innocent and they all smell like like, they all smell like they're lying or whatever he says. He's like, you smell like you're innocent.
1: That, that's like, the creepiest pickup line I've ever heard in my life. Of all, like, <laughs> yeah, girl, girl, you guilt. smell like innocence. Yeah, girl, a, no. you have the stink innocent. of
0: guilt and you smell like innocence.
1: Right. <laughs> nice. like, Nas mm-hmm. doesn't say anything back to that. No. He's like, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Okay, dude.
0: So, want to go watch Ellen? This <laughs> yeah. is getting a little creepy I, for me. I hope I get out of here because I don't want to
2: de-
1: be with this guy. Right,
0: right. That,
2: this guy is coming on hard. <laughs> right.
0: I thought, I thought there was going to be like a gay prison moment between uh, Freddie and Nas at yeah. one point when they were smoking the, the heroin. Yeah. Like me they too. were very close together and I was like, oh, man, is this show going to do it or is this show going to do it?
2: Right. Yeah. I, I thought I was because we never saw we never saw the prison guard that like they like brings brings Freddie the goodness and McDonald's like never saw her come back. That's and, true, and, right. And then with no with with both Petey and Victor gone and Nas fiending for for heroin. I was like, what's going to happen now? Like is. But again, like that's such a like, you know, that's such a tropey thing of like either a cop drama or a prison show where it'd be like you see like a character fully devolve into doing stuff, unmentionable things. I mean, I guess that's just kinda in the DNA at, at HBO between like pretty much every show they've ever done, especially the last big prison drama they did was Oz, and that was almost exclusively male on male sexual abuse. But it was so the fact that like they teased a lot of stuff and didn't do it, I just thought was uh really like it was it was this weird exercise in doing something no other TV show was doing by not doing anything, like by not doing yeah. anything we expected. So in that regard, like while the show itself, like the chapters of the show, I wasn't necessarily on board with completely. I would give it like, like maybe 8 out of 10 because I thought it was kind of like a, they snuck out the back door on the finale. But for what it did as a TV show as a whole, I thought was just like a glimpse at what good TV could be like.
1: I just thought it was cool that the pa- the pacing of the finale – you're like 40 minutes in, and you haven't learned anything yet. Nothing's really gone down yet. And this show was always about, like, f- fuck you and your perceived timeline for this yeah. show. Like right. We're going to get there on our own terms. And it never felt super sloppily like, oh, shit, we only got one episode right. left. You got to throw it right. all together. Because, like I said, they spent almost half of that episode just being like okay we're just going to make this a courtroom drama for a little bit. Right,
0: and it was what what was the what was the time running there? It was like uh it's like 95. 75 mi- 90 minutes 90 minutes? it was definitely 95 minutes. Yeah. 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 Uh so yeah, I, and it never felt long. It was like that's like the length of a movie and you it never felt long to me. It was never yeah. like all right, fucking pick it up.
1: Yeah. Uh everyone was so disappointed when it seemed like it was becoming something of a prison show and Honestly, I don't have too many complaints uh, with the different kind of incarnations the show took. Bless you. Yes. Obviously, it started off as just like a, a whodunit, and then once once they introduced Michael K. Williams, I think for as much as people love Michael K. Williams, there was like a collective moan of like, "Oh, so this is what prison the show's show, about." Yeah. It's, a, it's right. a prison show. I was
0: going to ask what, like, what is your biggest complaint about the series as a whole? Um for me there's there there's like one thing for me and it likes to and it's head and shoulders above everything else and it's just the the uh progression from like innocent Nas to prison Nas I think it happened way too fast and yeah. a, a lot of his like decisions were were way too brash for as early on as they were
1: Well I was going to bring up um the more and more they show the Dwayne Reed moment Nas always had a bit of crazy in him. Like, he didn't say Um like they didn't get into that back and forth with uh what was uh shit, what was my man on the uh oh Trevor. Trevor. Um Bodie. Trevor whose testimony was awesome. Yeah <laughs> he's like, Can I do the fifth here? And like no dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> answer the fucking question. Um so that exchange didn't just fucking happen it hap- It started with a like like the fuck you just say from nas because yeah. he calls him a towelhead he's like what did you just say to me and then they she's like i don't want to say holding him back but she's like pulling him up the stairs and he's staring them both down like you want to say that shit again right so nas always had a bit of uh don't i still fuck think with me that to it's, him. it's a but very like a little bitch at the time it's a
0: very large leap between like What'd you just say to me? And then getting a fucking Sinbad tattoos on your knuckles in prison? I wouldn't know because in. I'm
1: not. I'm not either levels of <laughs> of that toughness. So I just
0: think that it happened too quickly, and uh, I think that uh, I didn't have as much of a problem with the feet storyline as much as other people did. I think we can just say we're we're pro feet, pro feet. guys. We
1: we much
0: enjoy it, uh, but I will say that like the allotment of time to the feet and like. And then you look at how fast Nas became prison Nas. I think that more time could have been spent on his ascension to prison Nas than was allotted to the feet storyline.
1: I can give you, yeah. yeah they, they did do a lot of, uh, like, calendar pages are falling off as Nas is doing push ups, <laughs> right, like sorts yeah. of right. scenes. And I'll, I don't know if they. Had him dressed in slimming clothes in the first episode, or if they shot it over a really long time. But he went from seriously like nothing Skinny, arms yeah. to yeah. Like, when like, when he, he walked over to what's his face to the, the fresh meat, yeah, I and did he's like, that. "Yo, he was what wearing, up?" I'm Nas. I was yeah. like, "Wow!" Right, and he was I'd wearing
0: like the like the wife beater, and he was like, he was looking like very built, right? And and like, like I would be afraid shoulders. of that guy. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Imagine if that was the dude who was walking down the sidewalk in the beginning. There was only a 20 push-up difference between, right. you know, right. Nas coming out of the car and Nas basically, like, just straddling up next to somebody. I no, no, deep. 20
1: push-ups and uh, he was also doing curls of, like, 10 pounds. That's so right. Yeah, exactly.
2: That, that, that gets you there. I think and this – And haphazardly like, swinging at a bag once. I think that Nas
1: in. has
0: his future locked up for him, like – and me might not be able to get like a regular job because he was on trial for, for murder, but he can do fitness programs and That's just tell people to do twenty push ups, shave <laughs> their head, get some tattoos, and you're a fucking badass.
1: I think yeah. you I think we all know where this is going. Start a little business with Don Taylor. That's right. <laughs> uh, Taylor <laughs> right. can get the old ones. Yeah. Nas likes the the younger cuties, as nice. we saw with Chandra. Maybe Chandra she's got some time now, she can go work out. Nas get her in shape. I also have a problem that, with that guy imagine being
2: that pitch email trainer. to Don Taylor, be like, honestly, you got ten million dollars now, and I think you owe me some of it. So let's open this gym together.
0: Right, right. I think I I thought that that was uh, we haven't hit the, on this yet, but I think that that guy being a personal trainer is like a little eh, oh, right.
1: eh. like that dude can it's like dude, I would
0: not trust that guy to right. in, trust that guy with my personal fitness. It's like,
1: dude, you get laid because of your hair, right? right. You can't be a personal trainer right. when like your hair is your good thing. Right. Um, so uh, yeah. yeah, He really he had nothing going for him outside of his face. He was creepy as fuck. Yeah, uh, spoke in a really Dressed weird
2: well. way. Yeah, that voice wasn't doing him any favors.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, rich ladies. Honestly, I feel like you could have done better. Yeah. New York, right. There's a million guys
0: out there. Right. Yeah. Those those ladies are setting the bar low.
1: I was a fan of Don Taylor's other ex-wife, though. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the English lady. Yeah, Anytime there's a
2: randy British chick, it's yeah. like your show takes a big turn, like a big uptick. She the was stock like, good
1: heavens, to- I've got a type, haven't I, darling? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, lady, <laughs> get out of here.
2: I think the only thing I really like that disappointed me about the show was just like there was a lot of like they could have just broke off like even 30 seconds for each character to dive in a little bit more on the motivation of why they thought what they thought. Like it like from Box in the beginning, the first episode we were like, yo, this where has the dude who's playing box? His name escapes me right now, but like where it's is It's actually this the kid met? from
1: Crazy Stupid Love.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Don't they look the same Pete, you're making a face. The kid box and the kid from Crazy Stupid Love? The little kid who loves Jessica. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've never oh made my that god. Con- They're the same. look at their face and their hair. Fuck never yeah. made that connection.
2: I you're like like we, So we saw him in the beginning. We're like, all right, this dude's on the case. They're already setting him up. To like John Stone says he's like the best. So he's going to be a big part of this. And after episode two, like he really like dropped out just a couple things here or there. Like him, you could see on his face like he's struggling with like do I go with my gut or do I go with the evidence? But we never really saw like him hit, like sticking to one conviction, you know, until the yeah. end when it came back around and like he ramps it back up. Chandra too, like Chandra goes from being like, she knows she's being used as a puppet through this whole thing, she takes over the case, but then she goes immediately to smuggling drugs in, like, uh, I don't even know, like, like, that's just the most uncomfortable way possible, I guess, Mm. into like, not even into prison, into like the courthouse, like into into her job, and like, No real, I mean, you could, it's easy for us to say like, well, that shows like how motivated she was to win this case. She's willing to do anything, because she can see how close she is, but nothing as far as like showing what the case means to her outside of her scribbling down what she might say in court. Um, There was just like, like even just a quick turn to show how everyone was motivated into what their convictions were in the case would have, I think, gone a much longer way. But again, I mean, it's like, you know, that's kind of what what I was expecting from any type of genre show. So, I mean, that, that, that kind of left us in the lurch a little bit. That was probably my biggest disappoint- disappointment. Like, just lead the audience towards the oasis
1: a little bit. I think that it was a good uh, – I think it was good that they gave the reminder that Chandra is uh, pretty green and not necessarily a good lawyer. Like, she essentially did the uh, I wanted to try on the bra thing in Seinfeld where like, yeah. they've got the case sewn up, and they're like, all right, now put on this bra over clothes. And right. putting Nas on the stand was a fucking disaster, obviously. Ooh. Right. And she had a... what did, She said to Stone, like, Stone's like, dude, this is a bad idea. Don't fucking do this. She was like, who the fuck do you think you like? Right, yeah. She was like, who are you? Yeah, don't talk to me. I'm fucking Chandra. Uh, And really, I think she was just like thinking with her dick. She just liked Nas so much that she was like, we gotta get this guy on the stand and they'll see what I see. And he went on the stand and they were like, straight up, you killed that girl? And he was like, oh, fuck. I I might have. (laughs) Uh, Here's a
0: question. If they, it seems like this happens every time there's a limited series and it does well. They pick it back up for a second season and continue the show. They could. They. It's a possibility. They, could. they really could. They left it kind of a little bit open-ended. Uh, would you watch or would
1: you be excited for a season two? Um, so I didn't do uh, True Detective season two, but I know what people's experiences but were with True, that.
0: But True Detective season two was, was different, completely, completely different. Right. Um, it, what do they call it, an anthology?
1: Yeah, yeah, anthology. So this would be... Uh, this would be a rejuvenated box, um, and presumably Weiss. So a lot of the same characters, uh, creepy Mick, uh, financial advisorson. Um, yeah, no, I would watch it. I don't want them to do it, but I'd watch I,
0: it. I think I'm in the same boat. What about you, Patrick?
2: I would do, like, I don't know if I could do a whole series. I would do, like, a TV movie if they wanted to wrap it up. But unless they were going to focus exclusively on it was going to be flashbacks to, like, box, stone, Weiss and Katz like solving other crimes. Like, if they did a prequel series of just following those four characters, I'd be all over it. Anything with more Dr. Katz, that dude was the <laughs> yeah, man. I
1: loved him so much. He was, uh, do you know at the end of Grand Budapest Hotel when they're uh, yeah. showing, uh, when like they're wrapping up the story and they show, um, fuck, what's Ray Fiennes' character's name? Uh,
2: oh, um, shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but, uh,
1: fuck. Uh, anyway. He's on the stand, and he's just like his legs are crossed. He's doing like this gesture, and uh, the listeners Nobody can hear. We can, yeah. can see that um, he's. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. Uh, the The very dated gesture of when people are we used to talk about homosexuals back limp in the wrist. day, where the yeah, yeah limbrist limp wrist thing. Yeah. He's doing that. He's got his legs crossed. He's laughing. The jury's laughing. Like that's basically. Uh, what dr. What, what dr Katz was he was so just I, on there and he's like i'm right. running shit here <laughs> right. i
0: think the two uh most underrated portions underrated characters who got uh didn't get enough time whereas one obviously dr Katz, and two was the pharmacist the pharmacist Yo, was fucking hilarious that was Yo,
2: a relationship. by the way do you know who that guy is no but i i recognize him from somewhere Fisher Stevens, A, he was uh, maybe my one of my favorite side characters for, the, I think, like, the first season of Friends when he's yelling about these – like, the coffee cups are so huge they should have nipples on them because he was a guy oh, that – Oh, like, he's the uh,
0: this, uh, the scientist's friend, isn't he?
2: Yeah. And okay. that
0: guy used to bang Michelle
2: Pfeiffer. Did he? <laughs> what? In the 80s, that was Michelle Pfeiffer's boyfriend. Like, her, like, straight out of Scarface, like, assent to being the most famous actress on the planet – She's getting down with Fisher Stevens, that guy, the pharmacist from the night of.
1: So like just barely pre-Catwoman era, Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. was wow. banging that guy. Wow. Yeah. So
0: no, so he wasn't the uh he wasn't the scientist friends and friends. He was uh the the uh he was like the psychiatrist who was that constantly yeah. analyzing everybody's uh, he was Monica's boyfriend, I think. Oh,
1: and he's like, I've heard so much about you with that guy? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He was either, was he Monica's boyfriend or he was he Phoebe's boyfriend? I think
2: he was Phoebe's boyfriend because everyone's like, man, I think he could be so great for you, but I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah like, oh, fucking he, hate oh, that okay, guy. okay, now I got it.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. And then when she breaks up with him, she's like, yeah, it was great. Like, sex was great, blah, blah, It's just that I hate that guy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Like,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, Good. I did not make that connection. Wow. Good for that guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> For real, Yo, What are you? Um, what show are you gonna watch next? Is my question. Like, where where do you pick up from where the night of left off?
1: Um, that's a good question. I think that I might uh, I might breathe for a minute. Maybe go outside. <laughs> yeah. Maybe see some friends. Uh, the night of really, that was the first question you would ask your friends. Hey, like, are you, are you, watching you watching the night, night of? of? Yeah. yeah, and then the group would immediately divide into the smart people and the people who are like, no, but I've heard good things. Right. Like, yeah, it's because yeah. all we fucking do is talk about it's how like, it's good. What the fuck right. else
0: are you watching right now? Right, right, exactly. It's like that and Stranger Things, which I right. started watching Stranger Things yesterday as well. Um, but I think, I don't know, it's, that's a tough question. It's like, what comes back next?
2: Yeah, like, there's a couple shows that like, I'm going to give a shot to. I, forget. I was watching some previews the other day or checking out kind of what's coming up. I think like Westworld is obviously the next big one. We'll see if that – like that looks like it's going to be real trippy um, yeah. week in, week out. But there's some other stuff that's kind of popping off that I want to give a shot to. But I want to check out The Get Down on Netflix. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. Um and the Walking couple, like,
0: Dead comes back soon.
2: Yeah, Walking Dead comes oh, back soon. Oh god, sucks. <laughs> it's uh, it's like
0: half our podcast content though. I know. We just get mad and yell about it.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, we're gonna. You're, we'll go back to having ten weeks in a row of just fury with ourselves <laughs> for watching the Walking Dead. I uh, think one
2: of my favorite memes that never took off, like that, that's a, that's a, that's a podcast, that's a topic for another podcast of like memes that didn't take off. Ooh, um, was yeah. that the whole carl get out of there i think was a tumbler for a while of just like a like a cli- like a screen grab of carl in different precarious situations <laughs> of just yelling carl get out of there but i mean eventually that show's got a turn with like carl turning on rick or like siding with Nagin or or whoever the bad guy's going to be i think is like the big turn for this season
1: yeah uh, my expectations are not high i <laughs> say the last couple seasons have just been a steady plummet
0: I'm so angry that show makes me so angry uh i don't know but i will say uh of all this like the summer the entire summer lineup i will say that i think that vice principles finishes number one on yeah. my list yes. of power rankings yes. yeah
1: i started to watch vice principles after the night of last night i was like i'm too tired i can't do this right it's now.
0: that show is so fucking funny it's and i'm real.
1: pleasantly surprised that if you bring it up to anyone who's seen it Anyone who has seen Vice Principals thinks it's really funny. I think that a lot of people are just like, "Oh yeah, like D- Danny McBride just isn't for me" or whatever. But everyone who's seen that show is like, "That show is really fucking funny." Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, I, I turned it off because I was falling asleep. But there was—did you guys watch it last night? Yeah. So like, I, we,
2: nah, I, I didn't catch it last night. But spoil away. I'm gonna okay. crank the whole thing.
1: So there's like an almost kiss between Snodgrass and. Uh, and and, Gambi, Gambi, yeah. and it leads to like the greatest hug slash goodbye <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Did you, uh, did you stick around long enough
0: to see, uh, one of the kids push the other one off the desk in the office chair? No, that was maybe the funniest moment of the season. I laughed out loud <laughs> oh. for like 10 minutes after that.
1: Jesus, no, but I'm looking forward to going <laughs> home and watching that. Um, yeah, the, the night of, or I'm sorry, uh, vice principals is, is great. Fantastic. Um, it was cool to see uh I mean, they're usually separated um Russell and Gamby and they kind of find their way back to each other at the end of the episode but uh Russell's adventures have been pretty fucking funny like they that's the biggest complaint that I get uh, on Vice Principals whenever I
0: talk to somebody about it they are, they either always say I want more of like Gamby or I want or like I want less of Russell or I want more of Russell so uh, like that's that's like the biggest complaint, but people always say, like, the show is great. I just wish there was more of Russell. I wish there wish there was less of Russell.
1: Well, the show's still young. It's what, like six, seven, eight episodes in? Probably like yeah. probably eight or nine. Yeah. Like, so it's it's got time to figure itself out. I mean, provided they give it um another season or two. But yeah,
2: yeah I'm that I'm show in. they they agreed on the total amount of episodes. It's only gonna be two seasons and it's already, already it's already completed. Oh, okay. It, they My conceived friends, it as a movie, stretched it out, and they only filmed, I want to say, I think it's like twenty episodes or eighteen episodes total. So it's already like it's already in the can and ready to go. I didn't awesome. know that. Yeah. It Which just- is dope because I think it's like <laughs> like I mean, I've been a fan of Walton Goggins, who's Russell, mm-hmm. like since he was on The Shield. Uh, he he's been like a that guy actor in Hollywood for a long time, and like now he's starting to get some shine. But like his pedigree coming into play in Russell is like he was like the, pretty much the star – of the last like Quentin Tarantino movie. So he's getting a really stretch here and he was awesome as Boyd Crowder in uh Justified. If yeah. you guys watch that. Uh so yeah, I mean like he's just he's knocking it out of the park, man. That guy's getting so much deserved shine.
1: I think this is like the tenth week in a row I've said this. Uh I know I can't, but I would love to dress like <laughs> like <Yeah>. Russell. Uh <laughs> those sweater vests with like the the bow tie. The, and, yeah. Oh man. And there's always like a border on the sweater vests too. Like they're very they're not your like grandfather's sweater vest. I think
0: it, I don't know if it was like the first time that it was brought up in in last night's episode but like I think it was I as far as I can remember, it was the first time that somebody accused him the of the possibility being gay. of homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, it took like it took eight eight episodes for this to be brought up between like Gambi and Russell. Like, right. you'd think that Gambi would be like They've gotten You're in so many homo. arguments like right. there's
1: like no one's that's gotta never be said the like an
0: easy card to pull. Right. Because he has like so many gay characteristics in that yeah. show.
1: And because Gambi's so ignorant. Right, like, yeah, exactly. would be that would be at the top of his holster.
0: that would be at the top of the <laughs> deck of cards of
1: insults that he would pull on that guy. Right, I love that his response to, are you gay, is like, oh yeah. Check out this porn. Oh, here's these pictures of my wife. <laughs> right, like, I'm going to go to a porn website, so... Don't think so on the gay gay front. now, right? <laughs> he says that, right? I think so. Oh, <laughs> not God. so gay now, huh? Uh, I just want to re-record this and only talk about uh, <laughs> the Vice Principals.
2: What we got, man? We we have tons of. We got a pretty big gap for the next big TV show hit, so could be like some some rewatches in order for pretty much everything I've I've missed and not dove deep on. So Vice Principals is at the top. I may have to give Ballers another shot. Don't. <laughs>
0: <Well>. <laughs> that show is somehow maybe worse than entourage oh, man i really i want to love it because like I, like i want to support the rock but i love the rock i love rob cordry yeah and i uh who, andy garcia andy garcia is andy garcia yeah. the uh the other agent
2: is yeah it... like the uh like the big the yeah, big he's bad. bad he's like the badass
0: yeah. beard he I, like i like a lot of people in that show it's just not good
2: I mean, like, you kind of need, like, palate cleansers like that because, like, a show like Ballers, where it's so formulaic, where, like, whoever the bad guy of every season is going to be, it's like playing, like, NES video games where it's, like, the bad guy of each level is just the same guy in a different right. colored it, shirt. Right, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you kind of need that. Like, so coming down, like, that's the perfect, like, palate cleanser or, like, you know, downer after, like, the upper that is the night of, right? Whatever the next show is going to be. You need something to kind of, like, cool out and just, just some like basically something to have on in the background while you I don't know
0: decompress decompress yeah, it's, it's a it's a very nice sandwich between uh, the night of and vice principals which yeah couldn't be more different shows right but right. like ballers kind of takes itself a little bit seriously but like isn't that good so you kind of trans- transition into like all right here's a show that's not very good and then here the third show is like this show does not take itself seriously but is fucking hilarious. It would be a very weird transition to go from the night of to straight to vice principals.
2: I mean, for as long as there are athletes that you can make a pun out of their name, that's how long ballers will last. Because I could watch a whole reality series on the goings-on at Sukasa.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that show doesn't have much in its arsenal. <laughs>
1: no. Um, I think that we should just wrap it up, uh, Patrick, with this. Um, we reached out to the representatives for one Aaron Moten, I believe. Um, you may not know him by that name, but you may know him as Kid Who's Having a Rough Time in Prison, oh, a, <laughs> a PD. Um I feel like Pete and I are kind of all Kid Who's Having a Rough Time in Prison. He checked out. But uh, if there are any thoughts that you have on PD and his the rise and fall of Kid Who's Having a Rough Is Time in Prison, rise of I'd PD? love I to think so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think he started at the bottom and now he's at the bottom. Yeah. Started, he started at the, started bottom, the bottom and now he's killed dead. Yeah, he killed himself. Started at the, started bottom, at the bottom, bottom, now dead. he's dead. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, I don't know. I'd love to see, like, what he did to, like, as an actor, what he did to pre- prepare for his one line of, yeah, there were four. Or, yeah, there were, th-, when he just, like, confirms Nas's, oh, right, uh, his yeah. guided, how many like, things counting of bags laptop. of vagina <laughs> heroin. Like, it's just like, we was like, oh, yeah, no, that was that was right. Whatever he said.
0: I did. Uh, I did enjoy the uh the when he asked when Nas asked the new guy, he was like, do you have a wife? And yeah. then he goes back and he's like, he's got a wife. He can fucking swallow his right. own fucking he can swallow, he can swallow yeah. his own dope. It's like, oh, that
2: shit. was awesome. Uh,
0: a, I, my th- question to a kid who's having a rough time in prison, I hope I get to ask him is like, what was the audition process like? Did you just go into an empty room, sit down, and mope for thirty no, minutes? No,
1: here's what happens: you show up, they're like, it's a two part audition. You come in to get punched in the face, and then you come <laughs> back like six hours later. And look once it's bruised sad. up, and it's like, all right, now you're gonna be a little bitch about this, okay? You're gonna be really, really pouty. You're gonna come in and. You are gonna sit in the corner and sulk, and then you're gonna suck a dick yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and then you get, then you're gonna get uh it's then like, you're gonna be someone's prison like a casting audition
0: right they're <laughs> like, like uh there is a porn casting couch <laughs> right, just a black couch in in a in a video camera in a room, <laughs> and they're like, and now you're gonna
1: suck my dick. <laughs> How do they say that to them? they're like, uh, are you willing to do nudity uh yeah, maybe. Okay, we'll tell you what. You won't have to be the nude person in the scene. Um, will you be in a scene with a nude person? Okay, okay, uh, cool. So, yeah, they'll just be there. It's going to be their dick. Their dick's going to be out, and that'll just be in your mouth. Um, so, okay, let's do this.
2: Sign here. You have to sign for seven seasons in case we want to bring you back.
1: <laughs> right, right. There's going to be a lot of flashbacks. Right. I still really want to know what he did. Um but I, I think you
2: nailed it last like
1: was it last week and you were like he was definitely just in the wrong place wrong at the time. wrong time. He's got that written all over him. Yeah. But, like I just love. I, I guess what I mean is like I'd love to see the bust, you know? Like <laughs> well, we like we finally got you kid and he's like oh
2: <laughs> It was probably like someone's running down the street, like a dealer's running down the street. He's walking the other way talking to a friend. And then someone just throws a bag of evidence at him and he catches it. And the cop's like, ah, fuck it. This guy's already holding it. Let's just yeah. take him.
1: So uh, uh, the Stevie Wonder song, Living for the City, where like there's that little interlude. And he's like, New York City, I finally got here. And then someone's like, yo, man, take this bag across the street. And he's like, what? What is this? What am I holding? And then the cops arrest him. I think yeah. that that could be what got what got our our, our dear Petey into prison. Uh, yo, Patrick this this is not the last we're gonna hear from you if Definitely that is not. quite all right um you Dude, are' talking about this shit um we love having you so yeah we'll we'll have you far more in the future
2: podcaster for the boys. <laughs>